Hey men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand and apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's happening, guys? And uh, we're here with another episode, and we're here with another episode, and Kellen is here with a brand new, can we call it a vehicle? Does it qualify in the category of a EV. vehicle? That's the, that's the trendy thing to say. E- it's an EV. It's an EV. Is, that what, Newsom, is that what Newsom calls it? I don't know what he calls it. Yeah. I didn't yeah. talk to him today. No, Kellen, what did Not. you buy? You went out and you, you have a new... I have a Chevy Bolt. That's Bolt I, with a I B. leased it. I leased it, so it's yeah. not mine forever. But, okay. That was you know, wise. For the next three years, I'll see what it's all about. Yeah. So, guys, if you're not familiar with the Chevy Bolt, um, if you go to Target and you go down the, re- <laughs> the kid aisle, the remote control car <laughs> aisle, it's uh, they're usually there. You can pick one up for what, like forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, so, you what's your lease sure payment? Like a buck fifty a month on that? Almost. Yeah. Almost. It, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. It's that payment. That's uh, it's it's little to nothing there. Um, you know, I have to go to a gas station. Yeah. I see people in line. And so does it work with your iPhone charger, like USB-C? You I plug it in it when you get... Yeah, right. No, not quite. It, it doesn't, but close enough. I can plug into a regular outlet and, you know, I'm off to the races, man. So when you're stopping yeah. and... Wait a minute. Hold on. Let's back that up. You said off to the what now? Races. Races. How many race cars do you know of that plug in? I mean, we can go race uh, this, my, my Bolt versus your Corolla, and I guarantee hey, I'm not, you. I'm not boasting my Corolla, but when I turn it over, it's got an engine inside of it. I don't need an engine anymore. I'm over that. <laughs> I like the quietness and like the little, it makes the same sound as my kid's remote control car. It's like, ee, right. which I think is awesome. Right. I think it's awesome. But uh, no, we, we, we did buy my son. This has nothing to do with it, but I'm going to get back to the point. I'm going to Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. And like we play Mario Mario Kart, and so I you can control your car with the Nintendo al- Switch almost, remote, almost. <laughs> but I oftentimes I look at Bowser and like sitting on this go kart, and I'm like, I wonder if people think of me uh, in my car. Absolutely, like, no, they don't. Absolutely, yeah. they do. The funny part is, which uh, you, you have to sit in the car, you have to actually. And, and I have, in fairness, I sat in the car. Yeah, and I it, couldn't reach the pedals. There you go. The the front the front seat. I'm just talking about the front seat. I'm not getting to the. I'm the only one driving here. So the front seat, though, has just as much legroom. The specs ha, has just as much as your your standard SUV, even more than the, in some SUVs, which is weird to believe, but it does. Uh, but but you have to have a back seat because you have kids. Oh, and they fit. My kids are young, so I you know I don't have these teenagers, these young adults in my car. So that's why I said three years. By the time three years, my oldest is eight, You'll nine years in. old. You know, we can upgrade them. Yeah. But right now, I'm a I'm a push this thing to the metal. Yeah, or whatever, whatever it, does. it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of things that are controversial and divisive, um, <laughs> like electric cars. Yeah, like electric cars. We all got to have them soon in California, though. That's what we're here to talk about. Maybe you guys tuned in for our last episode on election chaos and how to respond to it all, and. Uh, we're here to follow up on that, not by talking more about the election necessarily, but um, we want to talk about making sure that we are working hard as Christian men to preserve unity within the body of Christ. And a huge, major issue that we need to, to make sure that we are focused on, men, is not dividing on things that are tertiary or secondary matters, that that we are making sure that our, our bond is a bond that is doctrinal in nature and not a bond that is preferential in nature. And so if you're going to walk away from a relationship, if you're going to walk away from a friendship, if you're going to walk away from a church and it's not over an issue that is doctrinal, that has something to do with the church's belief, with the gospel, with theology, 
Uh, man, y- you have to be careful about that. Very, very careful about that. Uh, because right now what we're seeing in the United States especially is we're seeing Christians divide from one another and be hostile towards one another over matters that really at the end of the day aren't doctrinal. Uh, they're matters of political opinion or they're matters of cultural and social opinion. And they're not that they're not important, but we are seeing relationships end and people abandon churches over things that honestly quite just frankly, if I, if I can do that with you all, you men listening to this, it's, it's foolishness that's leading to so much of this. So we want to kind of hashtag, hashtag, that's not it. That's we want to hash out. Um, you can hashtag it if you want. This is real life on the fly, quality manhood. <laughs> you can hashtag it. Hashtag, hashtag don't leave for dumb reasons. There we go. Get that trending on, on Twitter. No, but we want to hash out kind of how do we deal with this? And there's a, a, an article that showed up on the Gospel Coalition uh, by Kevin DeYoung. Uh, just today um, that uh, is called Come Let Us Reason Together. And he's talking about how we can disagree over some of these non-doctrinal issues and yet maintain relationships. So Kellen, uh, let's let's kind of talk about maybe even some of the things that you've had recently. I know you've you've reached out to some people in your past and uh, some friends that you've got, and you've had some some good conversations with people recently about this issue. Yeah, and it was even you know good for me just to have those conversations because oftentimes, even though you know as as a believer, we know that there are different people that, or different ways that people are brought up, that they're motivated on how they read the scripture. Again, scripture is, is, has one intent, and we need to be clear on that. It's not like, hey, what do you think about it? What do you think about it? But the way that we read it, the way that we're, you know, our minds are trained can be slightly different. The way that we apply it, for me, is different in Orange County than it might be for somebody sitting in you know, the 1960s, uh, that's in the, the deep South. Um, so, and we need to understand that. And so, uh, just having conversations, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine and, and look, we, there's certain things. And I think the way you led it was perfect. There's certain things that he and I can agree to disagree and it's okay because at the end of the day, we both love Christ and we both are believers and we both at the end of the day, want to glorify God above all things, but just the way that we go about it might be slightly different, and that's okay. And um, just being able to have a, a conversation with him was refreshing. hadn't hadn't talked to him in a little bit, but uh, you know, he he has a different view just on uh, what we should be doing, just in regards to representing Christ, and uh, just currently going on in our culture right now, making sure that we go out and love God and, and love others, love our neighbors as, as Jesus has commanded us to do. We all should do that. His approach on, on doing it might be slightly different, which is, which is fine, which is okay. Uh, at the end of the day, we can agree to disagree. And I think too often, um, just Christians in general, we, we can't even get to that point because we're so uh, just stubborn about what we believe, the commentaries that we read, um, you know, what our pastor was saying, uh, at church, and it's like, that's it. I'm not even going to hear you out. And we don't spend time to be patient and to ask questions and to say, let me find out where they're coming from. Because although I might disagree, let me just hear them out and see what uh, see what they have to say. And there's this uh, silly illustration that uh, I've heard before. It's just about, you know, listening. Uh, but it, it goes, you know, if a, if a bus drive or if a, a, a guy on a bus gives his seat up to a blind man, is that the right thing to do? And you'd be like, of course it's the right thing to do. That's just a caring thing to do. Mm-hmm. 
But if it's the bus driver, then it was just that, that's just silly. Mm-hmm. A bus driver getting up and giving it to a blind man is silly. But we don't get there if we don't sit down and listen to the entire story. If we don't listen to people's perspective and understand where they're coming from, and know, and it's even healthy as we'll get into this article article of just even starting off by saying. Hey, we both love Christ. We need to make sure make sure the things that aren't debatable, make sure that we're all solid and aligned on that. And then let's talk about the differences and talk about, you know, where, how am I being motivated to read the scripture or what filter am I reading it through? And so just being patient is something that we need to uh, really apply. Right. Um, we all do. Right. And, and that kind of leads into to DeYoung's first point here as we're disagreeing and, and still striving for unity through disagreement on things. His first point is, guys, we have to stay humble. Mm-hmm. And if if we're going to be patient, as Kellen was just talking about, we have to have humility. Uh, we have to to make sure that that we have a right assessment of ourselves going into this uh, this situation. And that's where we need to be clear that men, unless this is clearly an, an issue that is is defined black and white by Scripture, and we can say, "Thus says the Lord on the matter," we need to admit that that we are not the the ultimate final voice on anything. Um, we can have our convictions and live by our convictions and we should do that. We should be men of conviction, men that know what we believe and why we believe it and make decisions based on that. But when my conviction, that's not over a biblical, biblically defined matter, but when my, my conviction differs from a brother's conviction, I need to have the humility to understand mm-hmm. that I need to, to have the patience, like Kellen was talking about, to, to hear him out. And also the humility to know, man, maybe I can learn something from him. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, Paul talks about this a lot in Colossians 3, um, and Colossians 3, specifically in verses 12 through 15, he says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And what Paul is talking, he's talking to Christians here, and he's talking to Christians in, in the Colossian church that, you know, they're getting a lot of false teaching and people that are trying to pull their attention away from Christ alone. And he's saying, be patient, understanding that we need to, the next line is bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. So being patient enough to put up with each other, knowing that, you know, you and I, or, or you and your neighbor, you and the person at the church down the street, you're not exactly alike. And that's the beauty of Christianity. Like we all come together. It doesn't matter skin color or whatever. We're all one in Christ. Um, and Christ needs to be that, uh, what he goes on to say in this in this passage as well, let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. And that word rule in the, in the Greek translates to like a referee or an umpire. And, you know, their their whole purpose is to keep the game. They're, they're a neutral party keeping the game moving along. And so that's, the peace of Christ needs to be that for us. It's like at the end of the day, you and I might have a debate or a disagreement, but we need to be able to go to Christ as mm-hmm. the ultimate authority, the objective standard of like, all right, I might have my my view on this, but what does Christ say? What, is, what does the Bible say about that? And uh, we need to make sure that, uh, again, it's, it's easy to go into an argument to say, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But then, you know, once push comes to shove and the things right. get a little bit heated, it gets one-sided. And we right. got to know that the other side thinks they're 100% correct as well. Right. Right. And that, that heat that you just mentioned, that leads to that second thing that DeYoung talks about is we're, we're striving for unity here in, this, in the midst of conflict. And that is not only humility, but, but second, he, he encourages us to be measured mm-hmm. in our approach to our argument. And he says in here, he says, we should be religiously dogmatic about our religious dogma and not much else. There you go. Um, 
And that's one of the hardest things, just honestly, man, that's one of the hardest things for me yeah. is when somebody disagrees with me, it's so easy for me to take it personally. Sure. And I want to bow up and just back them into a corner and prove that they're wrong. And I, and I, I get my emotions involved in that, sure. right? Which thankfully as, as I've gotten older is less so than when I was, uh, when I was a little bit less mature and, and younger, especially as a, a seminary student, the most dangerous people to argue with seminary students yeah, because they think they know it all, man. Especially after they read a book, it's like, Oh, let me just tell you what this yeah. book taught me. Yeah. Like forget everything you learned in your life, this book. Right. Right. It's, they're going to be triggered by anything. Like yeah. you can say hi to a seminary student and they're going to come blazing at you with something. <laughs> they're going to be mad at you. But DeYoung wants us to be measured, to keep our passions in check. Um, and, and that's so important for us. And, uh, you know, I, I think of, of, ironically enough, strangely enough, maybe not ironically, but strangely, I, I think of customer service conversations. Mm-hmm. When I call a company that I've got an issue with, so often I find that I get way further with somebody if I am calm and measured and reasonable and even friendly on the phone yeah. than if I call in a huff and I'm like, look, this is your fault. Even though the poor person's like sitting in a call center going, I, yeah. I had nothing to do with the fact not, that you're not even not in working. this country half of the time. They're like, what? I don't, what time is it there? Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like, I, I didn't break your internet, man. I'm just, <laughs> I just work. This is where I get my paycheck. Yeah. But uh, likewise with, and even more so, I, I think with, with a brother and Christ or a sister in Christ, even sometimes, you know, we need to just be measured in our conversations with them when we disagree with them. Yeah. And a lot of the best way to do it is, is asking questions and asking, you know, where people got that perspective or, you know, where they're coming from and, um, you know, just finding out more about their why and uh, the reason that they have their their, their stance, because there's a reason behind it. Oftentimes we just look at it and say, nope, that's wrong because it's not ours, or they're foolish because they don't think the way we do. Um, and even thinking about a situation, I was reading a book and it was talking about uh, just somebody growing up in the South or, or just being a, a black person in general. A black person typically will have a different view of cops than a white person. Not because, all, I'm not saying all cops are bad, because there's certain things that have happened out there that, you know, if I right. get pulled over, I'm a little bit more on guard than maybe a white person that gets pulled over. So if you read something, it's like Romans 13 about obeying, you know, obeying your authorities, obeying the government, obeying, um, you know, the, the ones, the people that are in charge. Uh, from that standpoint, it's a little bit different because if you haven't had any interactions with police or, you know, you haven't had any run-ins with the government, it's been, you know, uh, some preference battles, then you can say like, yep, I see, cool, obey the government, check, I can do that. But for somebody that's been, you know, abused or mistreated or um, they've had a hard hard run-in with a police officer or the government for maybe a, not a justified reason, they're going to read that passage and be like, well, that's a little bit harder for me. And the, again, the scripture says what the scripture says. It doesn't change what the, the meaning of it is, but the way that they apply that might be slightly different. And so just being able to hear somebody out to say, like, it's not as easy for me just to say, yeah, you know, uh, all cops are good if I've been harassed by a police officer. Right, right. And, and Solomon talks about that in Proverbs. He says this in Proverbs 18 and 17. He says, the first to state his case seems right until another comes and cross-examines him. Right. And so it's that idea that, man, I might be 100% convinced that I'm right because I haven't actually listened to the other side of things. Mm-hmm. And I need to listen to the other side of things, not that I'm going to be swayed to say, oh, well, I was completely wrong and now I'm completely on the other side of things. But right. Maybe I need to be moved a little bit more towards the middle, or maybe I just need to to understand my brother and where he's coming from, so that I can more effectively love him. Right. 
and uh, and engage with him on on the things that matter, right? Yeah, and, and that's that's important too. And we've talked about this, Kellen. So often, our conflict can ruin our witness. Yeah, and you know, we're we're arguing, and we want to fight about, you know, is it Black Lives Matter or is it Blue Lives Matter? And we want to just make that the main issue, mm-hmm. and we're not dealing with the issue of either salvation if that's necessary or sanctification if that's necessary. Mm-hmm. And we're so caught up on these things, and we get so unmeasured, we're so, uh, you know, emotional and passionate in these arguments about things that at the end of the day, we've, we've lost an opportunity to see a brother either saved yeah. or see a person either saved or a brother grow in his relationship with Christ. Right. Um, for us as well, man, for me to be sanctified by somebody who's different than me, like that's marriage, right? Yeah. Like how sanctifying is marriage? And, and marriage is about being with somebody who's different than we are yeah. and not on the things that really matter, not on the core doctrinal matters and in, in issues, but just different perspectives. And that's going to be sharpening to us and helpful to us. Totally. And you even think about kids, for example, some, you know, being a parent and how we train up our kids, there's some things that that just have to happen, right? You're not going to talk back to me as your parent. That's not going to happen. But right. at the same time, like my kid that's in school nowadays, it's different in school. It's different from they got social media. We didn't have all of that. So the things that impact them might be slightly different than me. So, you know, as a parent, I might have to go in and say, hey, tell me a little bit more about that. Because right. I can give you overall, like as a what Christ calls us to, how he calls us to respond to things. But, you know, how they were, how they're being raised in this generation is different. And so even as a parent, sometimes we can be stubborn of like, I know exactly what you need to do. This is what you need to do. But sometimes we need to just be able to say, hey, how was your day at school? Like, tell me how that impacted you. What other things are, you know, in your mind or are affecting your decisions? And then ultimately, we're going to get back to how to train your child up and how, you know, how I want you to live uh, that's honoring to God. But at the end of the day, how we got there is a little bit different, even from a, a child perspective. So that should even more uh, just be reasons for us to to sit back, be patient, and and understand where others are coming from. Right, and and then finally on this from the young, he says, not only do we need to be humble and measured, but then this final one, we need to be willing to reason with the other person. Mm-hmm. And, and so what that means, man, is you're not going to solve this in one 15 minute conversation. Right, you're not going to solve this in one phone call. This is not going to be one email or one text exchange. To to reason with somebody is to be willing to say, hey, let's let's meet together and let's. Why don't you suggest something for me to read, and I'll mm. suggest something for you to read, yep. and let's come back and let's just discuss. Let's just talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it as brothers in Christ. We're not dealing with an issue that's going to challenge whether or not one of us is saved. Right. But let's meet together and let's talk about different opinions that we have on this, and maybe we've read different things on this now, and we can have this reasoned conversation to see if there's a middle ground that both of us can kind of come to and understand. Okay, yeah, I've learned something. You've learned something. We can walk away as brothers in Christ, unified in the gospel, which is the most important thing. And that's that's a huge thing here is to be willing to take the time to to apply reason and and to do the hard work of spending time with the person to understand and also be understood. Yeah, and there's so much we can learn from that because um, again, it, it's hard to really broaden your knowledge if you're just listening to reading the same books by the same, you know, authors or reading the same commentaries or listening to the same pastors, not to say that we need to have some consistency there on what we're doing. But at the end of the day, there's somebody, there's another Christian overseas, there's another Christian on the other side of the city that is a believer just like us. And look, as a, as a brother and sis, brother in Christ and for our sisters in Christ too, we, we want to know what they're dealing with so that we can love them better, right. so that we can say, okay, I see what you're, what you're going through. Let me 
love God, love others as, as Jesus has commanded us to do. Let me be able to do that better because now I know what you're dealing with as opposed to just saying like, you know, it, it's not bothering me. It shouldn't bother you. Well, you're not, you're not me. You're not, you don't live in the same zip code as me. You don't drive the same car as me. Uh, so you're not as, as trendy as I am. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but you're just not dealing with the same situations. You don't have the same upbringing. So we're going to be different and we need to have that patience, as you said, to say, you know, yeah, give me a book. And, not, and for Christians, not be afraid to read a book that has a, a slightly different view. Right. Because, you know, as, as Christians, there, there's, there's some mystery in Scripture. There's what we need to know as far as what it means to be saved, what it means to be in Christ. And that's, there, there's no middle ground. There's no gray area there. But there's some mystery in there just in regards to us not to be so stubborn and saying, like, we got it. We're never budging off of this. We need to be open to other ideas so we can love others better. Right, right. And, and that'll actually, that's a good tease for, I think, what's going to be our, our next episode, which we'll, we'll talk about how can we be dis- discerning mm-hmm. as men out there. Um, if, we, if we need to be willing to engage with ideas that maybe aren't our ideas, if yeah. we need to be willing to engage with people who disagree with us, how can we, what are some good principles for discernment? So we'll talk about that in our next episode. Um, Kellen, I, I want to make sure that you get back to your car before your battery uh, dies. Unless, no, is, it, is it charging right now or did you plug it in? I got a long battery left. You got enough gas in your car? You got an you extension cord to, to get to get out to it? I actually do. Do you? I do. You got an extension not, cord? Not right now. But like I, in your trunk? You know, I keep, I keep one on me. So if your car dies, like I, if my car won't start, I ask for jumper cables. Do you ask somebody for like a, an extension cord? <laughs> I could. I, the yeah. funny part about hey. it is I could. Like if I'm close enough, yeah, I could plug it up. Out on the freeway, you find a, a, a no, street man, light just and just plug it in. It's like my, I, you know, I plug it in and I don't have to worry about that. You constantly got to look at your gas and all that stuff. I don't. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. And uh, man, we want we want the church to be unified more than anything else. We certainly don't want to see the effectiveness of the church sidelined. Um, by disagreements over things that are not doctrinal in nature. So uh, let's, let's keep what our primary mission is at the forefront of our minds. And that is, yes, to love God and love others. And the most effective way for us to do that, men, is to be faithful to what God has called us to, what Jesus has commissioned us to do, which is to go and make disciples. Um, because you can love somebody by being nice to them and fighting for their rights and everything else. You, you can love them in that way, but if you never get to the gospel, you've all you've done is that you've loved them to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we have to get to the gospel, man. It's not to the neglect of the other things, but the gospel is first and foremost for us. So uh, we want to be effective as a church in that. Let's not let the, let the enemy divide the church over things right now, because that's, that's what Satan would love. But no, we need to, to, to be strong and stand together, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. So, Med, we'll be praying for you this week as you strive for that end along with us. 